Hey everybody, this is Kyle McLaurin, Vice President for Local 43, back again with another episode of the PFFA pod. I found myself in the situation where I was uh, going mobile again, so I took the uh, to the podcast to the Union Hall and I met with President Alan Fershweiler and Secretary Treasurer Travis Shipman. We had uh, just had a couple of really well-attended meetings and the bargaining uh, negotiations update was a big topic. We wanted to give everybody else an opportunity to get this information. So this is going to be a pretty quick sort of 10,000 foot view of negotiations that we should be starting next month. Um, And if you have any questions, you can just get in touch with us. Thanks a lot. Alan, do you want to start with just who is on the bargaining team from both sides? Sure. Thanks, everybody, for listening. This is Alan Fershwell. I'm your union president. And just introducing the team, uh, a lot of them have already been on the team before, but we have Travis Chipman, Jason Lehman, Isaac McLennan, Terry Foster, McClowry, and then our note taker for the first time will be David Muscoviak, and happy that he's uh, stepping up and taking on those roles. Okay. Um, so I don't want to... Uh push this discussion too much, but I'll sort of put the ball in your court and let you talk about it, but maybe a little bit about the initial proposals and the prep work that went into that. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, so I feel really good about the work that we did. Uh, One of the good things that we did is after the last arbitration, we started working on this contract. And so we got into depth on Article 18, which is health and welfare, started working on the PERS article, uh, the rehire, rehire, retire, um, like the PPA have. Uh, and started working on those articles. So we had the bulk of the work done uh, late last year, somewhere around October and November, um, and uh, also worked on the comps and did a whole bunch of uh, prep work for it. And so Travis and I went to the city on, uh, let's see, it was in December, mid-December. We signed all of our ground rules, Mm -hmm. um, which was good. Uh, We did that in one meeting, and we set the 150 days as January 4th. On January 4th, we presented our initial proposal, and the city also presented that back to us. So you actually, you go to the ground rules, and is that usually something that takes more than a day? Can that take more than a a quick day? It can. It shouldn't. uh, But last time, I think it took us three days to agree on ground rules. Um, And I think, looking back, it probably set us up to know that it was going to be a difficult negotiations last time. And we were able to solve all the issues that day when we were in ground rules. And so we we felt that was very productive. So part of that is then establishing when the clock is going to start and when you're going to when you're going to hand over the initial proposals. That's correct. And, And just to know those initial proposals. Uh, it, it, within the Public Employee Collective Bargaining Act gives very specific dates and times that you have to bargain and bargain in good faith. And okay. really the biggest portion of that is that when you give your notion, initial proposal, you have to be able to, that's when that 150 days start. And so that was by far the most important uh, thing that we could do is get the 150 days done so we can bargain, mm-hmm. declare impasse, right. and do all the steps after and that. just for a quick point of clarification, can you just tell everybody not everyone knows what the 150 day timer is just how that how the timelines work can you just hit that real quick is that okay 
Yeah, so it's just 150 days of direct bargaining. So it um, it just essentially says that you have to meet, you have to talk about the issues. You know, there's not a lot of specific things in saying you have to have this done within 30 or 60 or 90. Okay. You know, we do have a 30-day waiting period or cooling off period after the 150, after the 150 days. And so, um, so really, you're kind of looking at 180 days to okay. bargain, and then you have mediation and arbitration. Do you know when that 150th day hits? So we have it calculated at June 4th. Okay, mm -hmm. June 4th. So should we get to that point, it's June 4th, 30 days after that, cooling off. And is it mediation after the cooling off period? Should yeah. We, should, we go to, should we go down that road? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right, so that's sort of the basic time frame. Good. So what else you got? We'll talk about some of the, some of the substance without getting in too much detail for the, the articles that we opened. Yeah, and so uh, we sent out uh, what we would call like a summary document to the membership. So you absolutely have the right to see that, um, the full document. It's an 82-page initial proposal that we sent to the city or handed over that day. And a lot of work that's got done to it. Remember, you know, just the healthcare article is, I think, 22 pages long. So yeah. there's a bulk in there. And even if you change a word or two in article, you know, uh, uh, eight or seven or whatever it would be, you print the entire article and add that in there. So it could be that three pages of that document only has one word changed. And okay. so... Uh, you know, I, I would say it's a very much, uh, it's a slimmer article or a negotiation package than we uh -huh. gave last time. Yep. I think last time we opened up about 25 different articles and had new ones. We did not open up that many. We were much more concise on what we did open up. And, the, and some of the, the work has been done. I'll give you like Article 6. Okay. Travis has worked on the union security article, and that's the post-Janus language. Right. So we have to correct it. We, init, we expect that the first meeting will actually have a tentative agreement on that, and there's no reason that we shouldn't. Um, you know, so it's a very, very large document. Uh -huh. If you do want that, uh, please just contact Travis, and he will get you a copy. We were going to send it out by email, but since it's 82 pages, it's a large document, and we didn't want to flood our base uh, okay. email box. So just ask Travis, and he'll get it to you. Um, so I'm going to kind of just reiterate that real quick for everybody do. out there. that all, uh, Yesterday, this summary document went out to everybody through a link as a text message, I believe. Um, and I did get a couple of um, responses to that. People asked me a couple of questions. But... Just so it's clear, everybody, all the language is available. Email Travis Chipman, and he can send it directly to you. Travis, what's what's your email address? It's tchipman at iaff43.org. Okay. And in addition to that, we'd love it for people to, to get it and, and read it, right? We have poured over this each document multiple times, and I think that when you go through a do document that's somewhat volume, you know, quite large, sometimes you know you don't see everything and you look over the same thing 10 times and you do and you miss something so we have them until february uh, 22nd to modify or add any proposals and the city does as well and we know that there is stuff that we are going to modify just at the membership meeting yesterday or monday i can't remember which one it was but we were talking about mandatory overtime and you know, it was always my intent is to add double time for mandatory overtime. And then somebody had brought up and they said, what did you do about the holiday pay? And I said, well, we put in there that we want time to half for mm -hmm. holidays. And if you're working overtime for it to be double time, right. as we look back through there, 
we look and that's not in that initial proposal. It's got overlooked. I, yeah, yeah, it got overlooked and it's not something that we are by any means going to be offended if somebody goes and says, I thought you were going to put this in there. You said it was. I didn't right. see it. Right. That's exactly what we do need uh, is for people to look through there and go, hey, Alan, I think you missed something. Can yep. you put that in there? Yep. And we are also looking for the one-offs. Again, there are many things that affect just one member. I'll give you an example um, that we had somebody that was in the inspector's office came out to be a firefighter, kept all their certs up, and then goes back to the FMO and starts at level one. All those one-offs, we want to be able to know. Right. We are trying to correct right. as much as we can. Right. You know, we're adding bereavement leave into the into the funeral leave one, right. the other leaves. All those small stuffs, please do not hesitate to look. Make sure it's there. If it's not, contact one of the people on the bargaining team because we do want to add that. Right, and if it's not added by February 22nd, that's it. That's it. After okay. that point, there we can get uh, we can be called on for a regressive bargaining, which would be an unfair labor practice. But until the twenty second, both sides can modify their initial proposal. Great. Okay. And the cities, uh, you know, if you don't mind me, Kyle. Uh, yeah, please go. go. The, the cities, you know, intent to modify or their initial proposal. Um, you know, I think one could be frustrated because we went in with this beautiful document yeah. and then we get a half page sheet that the city probably did that morning. Okay, um, so let, let's, let's just hit on that real quick. So we presented all of our language, all, all the you know, 82 pages, and they presented one page with, with the intent to modify and no language at all. And no language at all. Um, so is it worth i mean at this point going into any of the other specifics or you want people just to kind of look at it and and, and have them respond you know i am going to take one minute of your time and just give you a quick rundown and sorry i'm gonna go quick but here we go so they did uh say the first article they wanted to modify was union security that's just an update of the janus language so there's really nothing big in there uh, the second one they want to modify is they want to add mandatory overtime. We also added that to our initial proposal to force the city to be able to have that discussion. So that will be happening. Uh, vacation accrual rates, they did switch for our 40-hour members that you get a accrual based on every, every year instead of every five years. They're adding that in. Uh, sick leave, they're adding for 40-hour members to be up to 120 hours of dependent care. Again, that was something that's already been uh, passed by council. Educational benefits, again, we haven't seen that, so we don't know what it means, but it is essentially aligning us with all the other cities' uh, um, professional development programs. The DUI guideline, that is absolutely something the city wants to bargain over again, and so that is put in there. A discipline, they also want to add in the language, as we do as well, that allows for you to remove uh, written and oral reprimands from your personnel file. And so that was an MOU that they want to then put into the contract. That's correct. Okay. And then driving p privileges, they want to be able to take away your take-home vehicle. If you have had a DUI or something like that, I don't think that is 100% unreasonable. Our fear on the driving privileges is that last time they introduced layoff language if you don't have a license, and we are not supportive of that. Um, then the COLA adjustments, putting that in there, updating the dates of the CBA, requiring certification at officer levels. This was a, a fire chief, Mike Myers a deal, so they don't know if they're gonna move forward with this, but essentially it would say that if you wanna be a battalion chief, you have your fire officer four, or if you mm -hmm. wanna be a lieutenant, maybe right. fire officer one or two. Correlate certification. That's, with, that's okay. correct. And then lastly, they put on there, 
transfers from within city service and what that means is that when you come into the fire bureau no matter where you were before in the city you start off as step one and that's it it took me a minute and 15 seconds to go over their whole initial proposal so that that first the last one you talked about is if somebody was say a police officer and they were a five-year police officer then they came over to firefighter uh, fire bureau then they would start at the beginning that's what they want yeah and it doesn't matter if you were a mechanic in the, in our own shop if you were a lifeguard if you're a police officer it doesn't matter everybody would start at the same level okay. and we actually kind of went the other way and said you know especially in terms of longevity it was one of the one-offs that we yeah. said your total city service counts yeah. as your longevity absolutely and so you know we're kind of heading in the different direction but very simple but you mm -hmm. know one of the things that i liked about this is it would be easy to go and be frustrated and say well they they put on here 10 articles and didn't do any work on them but being prepared forces them to come to the table and start bargaining right. we could have waited till march 15th that's when we have to by the collective bargaining agreement but essentially we're ready to go and it's going to force the city to get ready to go into negotiations right. as well and i believe we're working on scheduling our our bargaining dates uh, as of even today we're waiting yeah yep all those dates have been sent over to the city we've got them all the way for the 150 days that we've recommended that we do and so there'll be some back and forth but essentially those should be on the calendar in the next couple of days and okay. go from there okay um i don't know if i have anything else specific to ask uh, travis is there anything that you think the members that out there are, are need to know or might want to know or anything i'm forgetting I would just say um, make sure that you can give one of us a call in the negotiation team to ask the questions. Pick up the phone. Uh, we'd be happy to talk to anybody, especially um, about any of the stuff that we put in, and we can get very specific with you over the phone or stop by the union hall, and we can talk about that. So, right. um, And I know we talked about this before we went on air here. We're not going to go into any details at this point, but to let people know that our comp work is done. We did that months ago and we're ready for that discussion as well yes and that's also something if you want to come to the union hall and see travis has that uh here yep. uh, we're not sending that out that is uh, very very sensitive information but you can come right here to the union hall and travis will uh, go over it with you alan i have one quick question for you that i get all the time uh during my station visits is why can't we just use local comps we're getting our ass kicked by everybody in wages and hours um, could you briefly just touch on uh, local comps versus national comps and regular bargaining and arbitration? By state statute, what's held within the Public Employee Collective Bargaining Act, we call it the PECBA law, dictates who we can use for our comps. And in that statute, we are the only fire department or fire district or anything in the, in the state of Oregon that has to look at outside of the state comps. And so by state law, we have to look out there. Um, we are taking a different look at it this year in that we believe that it's, an, it's not an exclusionary uh, statute. So that means that we can't exclusively look out of state. We've done all the work for looking at Twalton Valley and Clackamas, and we believe uh, that we can use those comps in, in, in arbitration as yeah. well. And so that's why we started prepping that months ago. Uh, we did get the comps from the city. Um, we were surprised to see what they did want to use. They did, they have cities like Detroit in there. I mean, a vibrant, beautiful city with a great tax base. That's not accurate, I'm joking. But <laughs> essentially, they think that Detroit should be one of our comps, and we absolutely think that it should right, not be. So right. the comps are gonna be a fight again. I'm very, very excited that we got the comp work done, because now we can go and, and, and mold that clay into being what we need it to be. Right, 
And it sounds like, and I'm, I, can't, I don't want to speculate for this idea, but it sounds like their primary uh, metric is just a m- number of people to the per capita in a city. So whatever's closest to the Portland metro, they just find the city could be anywhere that's similar within like 50,000 or something like that. Yeah, they, they'd sp- they are very, very stuck on population. Population is one of the largest factors in there. It is not the only factor right. that's in there. And like, like you said, the law says we have to use some out-of-state, but it is, does not say we cannot use in-state. That's sort of our, our, our thought. That's correct. And, okay. you know, I think that and on Travis's second question, you know, what's the difference between negotiations and bargaining and mediation and arbitration? I can tell you one of the things that um, I do is that I always prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And there's other cases where we've talked about, you know, specific personnel issues and different stuff like that. That is the way to do business. And if you prepare for arbitration and get everything done that you need to be, whether it be comp work, safety surveys, anything else, getting our members ready to to testify for us, that's how you're successful in negotiations this time. And that's what I truly believe. So, you know, do I hope that we go to arbitration? Absolutely. I do not want to go to arbitration. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Thanks (laughs) for clarifying. But if we do have to go to arbitration, we are going to be prepared to do it. Again, when you look at the city's initial proposal, that is a rollover contract with DUI bargaining and layoffs for driver's license. There's nothing in it for you yet, and we are not prepared to take any type of a deal like that. So by being prepared and ready to go, we're preparing for the worst, we're hoping for the best, we're lobbying City Hall to give us a fair contract. The mayor has made a commitment to watch this, uh, um, uh, process, even though he's not a bureau director, and to make sure that we are bargained in good faith, have that bargaining in good faith. So, very optimistic, but again, uh, preparing uh, for the worst. You all deserve a good contract. You do not just deserve a rollover contract with just CPI, and we're gonna we're gonna get you the best that we can. And if it's an arbitration, it is, but hopefully, it will not be. Great, sounds like a good place to wrap it up. I got, I got nothing else. I appreciate your time. Um, hopefully that answers some questions for the members out there. And like Travis said, just uh, drop us a line if you have anything else specific you'd like us to address. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks.